Just Joe Podcast is brought to you by EJA Services, a moving company located out of the Utica, Rome area, but servicing all of Central New York and beyond. Let's face it, moving can be stressful. Relax and let the reliable movers take care of tasks for you. From antiques to electronics to home decor items, they have the experience and the equipment to ensure your items will arrive at their destination unblemished and on time. They can move everything from your apartment, condominium, townhouse, single-family home, or office with ease. Competitively priced movers in Utica, New York. Again, they service all of something New York beyond. Moving help, relocation services, office moves, complete packaging services, unpacking, loading services. You know what? Maybe you bought some new items for your office or your home. Shouldn't have to stress about that because they can deliver those things too. Contact their moving and delivery specialist to help you have the new furniture, art, piano, items delivered. Visit their office at 9772 River Road in Marcy, New York, or call them at 315-335-0516. That's 315-335-0516. Or go to their website, ejamoving.com, and tell them that Just Joe sent you. Me just jumping in here just to remind you, just to remind you that the Royal Auto Group and Jason Allen are a sponsor of this amazing podcast. Thank you, Jason. Royal Auto Group dot com that is royalautogroup.com the just show podcast is brought to you by advantage hardwood floors and my good friend charlie when it comes to hardwood floors nobody better in the central new york area than him he's been doing it his entire life i mean entire life you've walked on floors that he's probably done you've seen floors you've seen basketball probably played on those floors you just ripped up some carpet in your house realize you got these beautiful hardwood floors underneath it you want to make them look good call charlie Call Charlie at 315-463-0674 or at AdvantageHardwoodFloors at gmail.com. Episode 49, welcome to the Just Joe Podcast. 49 is a lucky number of mine. Um, When I got to college, my football number all the way through high school was 55. And when I got to college, you're the low man on the totem pole. And it's not, when you're playing high school football, there's probably, what, 20, maybe 30 guys in your football team. When you get to college, there's almost 100 guys on your football team. So all the numbers are taken. Me being a freshman, I didn't get a chance to just say, yeah, I want number 55. That was taken by the time I got there. By the time I got to the equipment room to pick a number, it was like 97 and 49. That was the only two options I pretty much had. I'm like, well, I'm an inside linebacker. It's going to look really weird wearing 97. So I picked 49. So 49 was my number all the way until I was a senior. And then I finally got a chance to be 55 again. So 49, 49. This is episode 49. Welcome back. Oh, creeping in on 50. I God, who's going to be number 50? I don't know yet. I haven't picked who that one is yet, but that's coming up. But this guest, I've been excited to finally have her on. Um, she's a Twitch streamer. She is a, a musician in real life as well. I mean, sometimes a, a Twitch streamer is just there. They could be just a musician there and they don't play many gigs in real life or vice versa. Um, but she's a, a gigging musician. And she's also a fitness enthusiast. She loves Spartan races and and all those badass things. So she's almost like a female version of me, except I don't do Spartan races. I like to do all this other stuff, but we love our music. We love our fitness. And I think that's what we're gonna, both going to be talking about. I got a chance to run a 5K with her back in April of 2020 or 2021. I'm sorry, last year. Man, the last two years have blurred together, haven't they? And got to meet her because she's from downstate 
New York uh, has a lot of ties up here. Uh, she has family in the Finger Lakes in uh, New York State and went to school in Binghamton. So we we've we've haven't crossed paths, but we know the areas, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just can't wait to chat with this girl on Twitch. She's known as Emily as fun in real life. She's known as Emily Angel. Everybody, welcome Emily. Hello. Hello there. You. Good. Did you uh did you get some good food in you? Post stream food. Some good post stream food. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I made like this banging like taco bowl last night, so I had the leftovers. Uh, was it actually in a bowl that's edible, like a taco actual taco bowl? No, no, it was my like paleo version, <laughs> my lame paleo version in a normal glass bowl. <laughs> I just had a big, big salad. I just threw everything that I had, like every veggie I had, and some avocado and some chicken, and just. Yo, avocados are like just like the lifeblood of I, my kitchen. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't, like. I can't get enough of them. I like. I even have frozen avocado just in case I can't. The avocados I buy sometimes are not like yeah. ripe enough. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I buy I buy at Wegmans. You can go to Wegmans and buy like the diced avocado that, and then you just got to thaw it out. Yeah, you know, I usually just put it in a frying pan and like quick fry it up real quick and then throw it oh. out. So I've never had that before. Yeah, going I didn't the, even know that was a thing. Yeah, neither did I until one day I was over in the frozen like um, fruit section because I buy a lot of frozen fruit to make, you know, just like the throw on stuff. Smoothies and Yeah, smoothies and whatever and whatnot. And, uh, and one day I'm like, what is that? Diced avocado? And I'm like, I grabbed the bag. Dole had it. Dole makes it too. So I'm sure it's, I mean, just go look, you'll find it. And it's, oh, it makes life so much easier. Especially like if you make nice. a salad and you're on the run throw it in there and like most of the times it'll thaw during the day and then by the time you eat it it's like perfect so oh, cool. life hack cool. there for you so i like it <laughs> I did. so um i already yeah, do, i've already done yeah i've already done like a little bit of an intro and like i don't have any like i just kind of free form it you know with all of this so um i've already done an intro and, and talked about who you are and what you do and and we're just probably end up talking about music and also about your music career, about Twitch, and then obviously the fitness thing because you're like you and I are like at so many parallels. Like we love our music, but at the same time, like like all right, cool, we're gonna step away from our music and like go do our fitness and leave us alone about our music because we're doing our fitness thing now. Yeah, so. for sure, we are definitely spirit animals in that way. Yeah, yeah, so. I've already started rolling, so it just kind of like, it's like when you watch a Rogan podcast, sometimes they just start talking and they're like, what What are they talking about? You know, they just kind of <laughs> roll into it. But I, you know, I introduced you as Emily is fun and Emily, Emily Angel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And My I, alter ego. Your alter, you have alter ego. I have alter egos too, because I mean, I have Just Joe and I also have, you know, Joe Altier, you know, or Joe from Brand New Sin. Like, and I tell everybody they're different. They're different people. Depends on what yeah. avenue you're meeting me in, you know. I mean. Yeah, but, for sure. So let's let's start with this. When did music become a thing for you? Was it very young on? Was Were you very young when you're like, man, I really like music? Or was it something you picked up in your teenage years? Because there's usually two, two ways people find it. Well, um, I... I've been singing since I could, like, like before I could speak. 
Um, so that was definitely like my mom and my dad were like huge into music. My mom is a music teacher and she has this recording of me legit when I'm two. Um, and I'm singing row, row, row your boat. And like, but I like couldn't actually form complete sentences, but I could sing complete songs. You know, it's so like crazy how the, you know, kids brains were yeah. and whatnot. So, um, growing up, I, um, me and my sisters are just really, really blessed with like musical genetics and ended up like my mom was, um, big in like the church community. And so me and my sisters ended up throughout the years, um, like singing, uh, like three, four harmonies in church, like on the stage for whatever pageant or thing was going on at the time. So like, that was kind of my first, um, so I've like always been performing in a, some sort of capacity, but it wasn't until much later in like my teenage years when I started going to concerts being like, this is something I need to do. And I have a very specific memory of seeing, <laughs> this is going to date me, but um, seeing Jessica Simpson and 98 Degrees, they came up to, I think, Binghamton, like the arena in Binghamton. Broome County Arena. And, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and Jessica Simpson was on stage was opening for them. And I was like, oh, I want to meet her. Like, that's so cool. So that was kind of when I started just uh, trying to try different things with my voice, trying to belt, trying to, you know, get on stage and all the school things. And then I got big into like the theater crowd and the music crowd in school and stuff like that. So, so um, it was, yeah, it, was you were, it. You're, bor- you're born with it. You know, some people aren't born into it and uh some people are I mean, my mom played piano but she wasn't you know very musical my brother's a musical and then it just me i just i just gravitated towards it. i was the same way i was just like always singing my daughter was the same my daughter's the same way she just was <laughs> always humming or a song came on before she could even speak and just kind of started like at least getting the melodies it's 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 really great it's so bizarre to see how brains work but What's, yeah, so, well, and how, like, different things are modeled for you as a child, right, as well. Like, my my niece is, like, she loves Frozen. She's five, and she has, like, this great little voice. It's it's really bizarre. <laughs> but because they don't even, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of, like, they're just doing it because they, they feel it, and they're not even thinking, like, well, I'm out of key, or I'm, like, I got to hit this note, or this is the way I'm going to sing it. They just sing, and it's, there's something so, yeah. pure, there's something so pure about it. You're like, oh, my God, never change, never change that, I know, you know? it's special. Oh, God. Sure. So, you know, you, you move on, let's, I mean, you always play these gigs, but when was you, like, do you remember, like, your first, like, this is my first gig, this is my first, I'm going to get paid at this gig. Do you remember when that was, and where it was? Yeah, it it was in my like late twenties. I didn't. I kind of I went through some uh, like ups and downs with music and thinking that that it wasn't practical or that I shouldn't do this, etc. But in my sort of late twenties, I um I had a couple of friends and like one sort of like mentor to me, a good friend of mine who I saw play out all the time. And I was like, wow, he's I can't believe he's just accompanying himself and doing all this stuff. And I had had at that point enough people um, that were supposed to accompany me because I couldn't play an instrument, um, just bail and not for because they were bad people, but because they got sick or something in life came up, et cetera. And so like I had had enough of those moments to be like, I'm picking up the guitar. And at first I could only play three chords. And then I kind of learned, I picked it up over a few months. 
and I, um, one of my friends was like, Hey, do you want to like sit in on this gig with me? And, and I did, and I played a few songs and people were like, so complimentary. They're like, I love your voice. Like you have a really cool guitar style. And I'm like, I don't even know how to play a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm the person that like dumbs down every song because I, only know five chords or whatever so it kind of started out like that and then there's this one gig i'll never forget and i didn't even have a sound system i had taken my like old like logic rig and my like studio monitors and i brought the entire thing to this place called the boathouse in westchester and i set up the whole thing and i i don't know i jerry rigged it because i went to school for audio engineering so like that was my first like legit like you know, two-hour two gig, and, like, we got a bunch of my boyfriend's parents, like, friends to come out, and it was, like, I think back to it, and I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I was so young and inexperienced then, but it it was definitely, like, a good oh. foundation and learning experience. Well, it but, is. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't even have a legit PA system. <laughs> I mean, no, nobody nobody really knows what they're they're doing, you know, and you, you think back on those times, and you're, like, oh, oh my God, like, if I showed up at a gig like that now, I'd I'd be a disaster. Like what a disaster it was to think back. But you know I that's would. but that's where it starts. You know, so so things progress, and how we end up crossing each other's path is because you know the pandemic, the pandemonium, and I jump on the Twitch, and uh, you know we just start discovering different people, and you being one of them. So and it was very early on where we found you, and I don't know if we. We rated you or vice versa or one of those things. And, uh, and then all of a sudden we crossed paths. So, but you had been on the platform previous to the pandemic. So, I mean, what, how did you discover Twitch? Cause I've been, I've had a few streamers on here and I always love how, how the hell they end up on the platform. Um, oh, that's a good question. So, uh, mine's kind of, I mean, it's not crazy, but it's, it's kind of interesting how it all played out. I um, worked for a company for the last 10 years, um, just leaving in June, but that's a, a different story. But the company that I was working for, we were um, uh, a program that teaches kids after school um, and summer camp programs with 3D printing, audio production, video production, graphic design, um, and computer programming, stuff like that. Um and so one of, and all of my coworkers are like so talented in like some manner of like digital arts. And one of my coworkers um, had previously been streaming. She had discovered Twitch and she was streaming World of Warcraft and she like got really like kind of popular. Um, and her and I were really good friends. So she said, you know, just trying to change things up once and else. She's like, hey, will you come on the stream? Almost like uh drake and ninja because like people will love you because you play music and you don't know anything about video games and so come on the platform and like we'll do like a very silly thing that's like you learning world of warcraft for the first time so i came over and of course people were so into it because i was like you know i came out she was the sort of like um like dark-haired gamer girl kind of like you know I don't know how to describe her. She was sort of like standoffish, into her own thing, um, personality, whereas I come on, I'm like the blonde, like bubbly, like I'm a musician, like, you know, just the juxtaposition of like our two sort of 
personas um, was really fun to rip off of. And I mean, she's hilarious. And so we ended up doing that and people just like, you know, she just heard like stream numbers were up and it was like such a fun time that we decided to just do it a couple more times after that. I remember I made myself um, a blood elf named Phylosong and I was so bad. She had to like step in and, <laughs> and save me because I kept just like getting myself killed. <laughs> but, um, so that was how it started. And then she just kept encouraging me to start my own channel because people like were just, you know, I mean, people on Twitch are just the most lovely people most of them. And people were so like, complimentary and then like that was so much fun like emily's so great and i was like oh my god like i had had no idea um that people would feel that way and and so she was like well you you, gosh you you do so well on this platform and she just like kept encouraging me and i was like oh i'm too scared i don't have enough time all the excuses in the book and that was when i was still playing gigs like working full-time and then playing like two or three gigs a week um, I kind of got burned out on gigs for a little while and just stopped like pursuing gigging except every few months. Um, and I just, I don't know, one day like sat down and was like, this might be cool. Like, let me give it a try for real. And she was so sweet and she helped me like every step of the way get my, my computer and my audio set up. And I mean, I started with a super basic. I mean, I had like a decent, you know, microphone and stuff because I was recording. Right. But I like my camera. I was using my computer camera. I had like no community. I would, I would log on and just hope like that I wouldn't get super trolled. <laughs> so you like, you just, you went blindly, like, you know, just like, hey, I'm yeah. just jump on. I'm going to turn the camera on and, and see if someone finds me. Dude, it's yeah. so, it's so, and, it's so scary. Cause like, I didn't have that experience. My experience was a little bit different, but like, I couldn't imagine like there's other people that have, I've talked to. They're like, yeah, I just started turning on my camera and just seeing if people were going to eventually pop in. Yeah. And once I kind of like, I mean, my stream crashed so many times and people were so mean to me at the beginning because oh. like, I didn't like have any like, like mods or anything like that. Like people come in and be like, man, you're free to crashing harder than Princess Diana. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Wow. That is so wow. mean. That's, that's mean, like, that's mean and brutal at the same time. It's so. No, right? Oh, God. And um, once I, like, I, I was into it for like maybe a week or two, I got some of the kinks worked out. And then um, my friend brought her community over to me and we did some collaborations. And I still, so she stopped streaming last year. Um, and but a bunch of like people I know through her like still come into my stream and I just it like warms my heart every time that happens. So the name Emily is fun was kind of like because you were the counterpart to her that you know like is that is that where that came from like oh my god you're so much fun Emily is fun is that I'm um, no no so how no. Did, yeah tell us about the name then <laughs> so random I um for any like super nerds out there I I was I taught um. The coding language scratch the kids uh black coding language that mit developed i like well, i think oh, they launched in like 2007 i developed a curriculum for our for the program that i was working for in scratch and then my my username i was trying to find something that no one else had so i just typed in emily is fun because like i wanted to be like a fun teacher and it worked and then so i don't know i took that name and i just 
like randomly typed in Twitch and it wasn't taken. So I took it and like, <laughs> it was just super random. And now, and now it's stuck. So how many, so how many years has it been since you, what was the first, what, when, what did you, what year did you first start streaming? I streamed once or twice in, I think I set my account up in like 2016 or 2017, but oh, I didn't wow. actually start streaming until, oh gosh, 20, so 2018, it must have been February of 2018, so it's coming up on three years, whatever that math is. No, four um, years. Think, coming up on four years. No, okay, so it's three. So it was twenty nineteen. Yeah, but still, I mean, you were sorry. Hip, nah. you, yeah, but you were <laughs> hip to the platform long before I even even knew it was the thing. Was it Twitch by then, or was it still the other thing? Wasn't there something? It was called something else before it turned to Twitch, right? It was. It was Twitch. By then. Okay, because I, I know that you know I talked to uh, some other streamers and like yeah we were on we were on the platform when it was called whatever it was before. I'm like oh my god, how long have you been on the platform? Like. Which it's just so so mind blowing that something like that exists, you know. I mean, I'm sure you still come across people that are like, "Well, what is that? What what do you, what do you do there? How do you make money? Why does this work?" It's like it's such a mind blowing thing for them to, to yeah, wrap their brain. There's, there's 100 like a generational gap in a lot of situations. Um, you know, like I have some friends that are in their like. I mean, people my dad's age, really, they, they just don't, it's like doesn't compute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. They're, they're getting more to it. I mean, I think the pandemic really drove that demographic or anybody to it. You know, I mean, everyone's like, well, I don't For know sure. how to do it. I'm like, listen, my mom can view it. My mom will never interact. She doesn't know what bits and she doesn't know any of that stuff, but she knows how to watch it. She knows how to she put can it, enter like a website. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She can go in there. I'm like, hey, my mom can do it, and she's like, she just puts it on, and when she knows I'm, I'm, I'm doing anything, and I had to do a disclaimer to my mother. I'm like, all right, if you're gonna start listening to me, like I'm, I'm apologizing ahead of time for anything that I say or do on there because I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not filtered. But she pretty much knew that, you know. I mean, she's. <laughs> she's been around me for 20 plus years as a full-time musician. She's pretty much seen and heard it all. So, you know, but I mean, my, my Twitch community sometimes takes a hard left real hard. So I'm just like, <laughs> I want her to be ready for whatever's coming that way. You know, the funniest thing is like, I'm the most lewd one in my own dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yes. me in. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would act that way if my mother was watching. I'd be like, "Mom, I'm so sorry." Yeah, I try not to think that if she's. If I do, I did that for a little while, and then I kind of held myself back, and I'm like, "Nah, I can't do this." Like, I don't know when she's when she's watching, but I mean, do you do you notice a difference? Because I mean, you're mainly a morning streamer, or at least you know our time, Eastern Standard Time, American Time. You're a morning streamer for the most part. Um, yeah. and then you have those evening streams. Do you, do you see a difference between, you know, your evening stream crowd and your morning crowd? Is there like, is, does it get a little, does it get a little darker with the humor or does it go a little bit differently when you're on, on at night? Um, I don't see that much of a change. I, there are like a few more people that I'm like, I can tell they're maybe acting a little different. So they might be slightly intoxicated right. or something like that. 
Um, but for the most part, my 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 community is, has come to a point of like mostly self policing. So, um, which is a good thing. Because sometimes I don't always catch it, <laughs> and sometimes I need policing. Oh, do- <laughs> It's true. Sometimes I'm the drunk one. Uh, Not I've, all the time. I don't it's think it. I've ever gotten drunk on stream. Like once. There was a couple of times. I remember one time. It was very early on in my streaming days. It was before I moved into the house that I'm at now. It was in the apartment. It was like I streamed in my apartment for about five weeks before I was moving. I already knew I was moving. And uh, and there was one night I just I got I went to my friend's place to get tacos like curbside. And I got tacos and all this stuff. And she just gave me these giant tubs of margarita. And I'm like, I only need one. I'm like, and no, she's like, no, nah, I just made extra. Just take them. You know, and she, she gave me like three of them. And I, by the end of the night, I was lit. I was so lit. I haven't done that every in a while. Good story, every good story starts with, and she gave me a tub of margarita. Yeah, like it was like, it's those things. Like if you go to the Chinese restaurants and get the super large wonton soup, you know, that container, it's huge, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I had two of those (laughs) (laughs) of margarita, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I mean, it's, it's really weird because now, now that my channel has gotten to where it is, like, I can't, I mean, I can sip on some whiskey, but like, man, I got to be careful because like, man, I got to, I feel like I got to be on point, but the worst, I'll tell you the, yeah, fun, the funny, sure. the funniest story that I had was it was again, early on in the pandemic. And I was just like, I was like, I was smoking weed a little bit more. Cause I was like, there was nothing to do, man. I don't really smoke right. that much, but I was smoking more because there was nothing to do. So I'm like, I'll smoke right before stream. I'm going to get a little buzz before stream. Oh my God. And then I turned the camera on and it got super busy right away. And I'm like, Oh my God, I am way too much. I'm too stoned for this. <laughs> like, I get, I can't even smoke. I get, I get so paranoid. Oh. Like, so I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like I understand. I would understand that. Feeling. Oh my God. I did the same thing. And I finally had to say everybody, I'm like, dude, I'm really trying to hold my shit together. It's going to probably take me a little bit because I got high before the stream. So like, and that was the last time I ever got high before a stream. I'm like, I can't do this again. That's, you know, it's so, it's so different, but I mean, it's just the personalities that you meet, not just amongst other people that are streamers, but man, the Twitch world is just, I have met some of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life inside of that yeah. world. And I met a lot of really good friends. Yes, too, me which too. Has been cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I say this, and this is a, definitely a theme amongst the people that I've had on the podcast that are streamers, whether they're music streamers or marble streamers or whatnot, there is for the most part, everything is very positive and the people are just unbelievably kind. I mean, obviously we have, there's shit bags out there just like anywhere else, mm-hmm. but man, they're just like, I wish the world was a little bit more like Twitch. You know, I think it'd be, yeah. a better, I think it'd be a better place, you know? So I, I understand why people live inside of that world, you know, but then sometimes I often wonder, I'm like, if the, are these people really the way they, I mean, they could be making up some persona. Maybe that's their, Maybe that's their thing. Maybe it's their role play. Maybe they're not who they say they are. Because you don't know. <laughs> you don't like some of these people. Don't you ever wonder like what some of these people actually look like? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's on one hand, it's like kind of the allure. It's like you can kind of be anyone you want, right? You yeah. can like make yourself up 
a sweet avatar and you can just go here and be the coolest person when maybe in real life you like are super shy or you don't like the way you look or you think that you should be different in some way when really I mean that's that's all you know in the individual head but um and their prerogative but uh you know I think it's that's an interesting part of it but um the other thing is like it's been weird like I remember the first time before I go off on a tangent like I'll come back I swear no, but, go ahead go um, ahead the first time that I talked uh to my to a bunch of people that I had known for a while we did this thing called community night and we would get on the discord and play games together just like a lot of streamers do but I was really nervous because I was like I don't like talking to people for the first time or I've like hung out with them for like a year but it's like weird or like yeah, well, meeting different. in person or whatever no it's like and, one thing, um, it's one thing to read their thing inside of a chat it's another thing that like you're hearing their voice or you're inside of a group and you're talking right yeah 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 so like so that was kind of a neat milestone for, for some of the people that have been um, hanging out with the channel for a long time. And the other thing was we did, um, during the pandemic, um, I made a, um, I recorded a new song and I was like, well, it might be cool to like get some people from the channel involved. So I asked them to like just film themselves doing something they love, hugging a pet, um, playing with their kid or whatever, and to send it to me for my song Patience and Grace and a bunch of people did and so like I got to see their faces for the first time I was like that's what he looks like that's so cool like, yeah <laughs> oh. or like me <laughs> there's, there's a little dog <laughs> yeah exactly or you're, you're playing like real gigs and I've had people yeah. like come and you know like hey I'm uh yeah. I'm, I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm like, oh my God, no yeah. kidding. Like, you know, and it's, it's been, so awesome. it, and it's really cool. And I remember one time this summer, um, our one, you know, huge supporter of my channel, this woman named Lisa, Lisa 717. And I've known her in real life. Like I've been playing her. She manages a bar, uh, more or less a restaurant up on Lake Ontario. And I've been mm-hmm. playing up there for a number of years prior to that. And then, she's just become such a huge part of the community. Everyone loves her. So it's like, she was coordinating every time I played, I play there once a month during the, during the summer months. And she always was coordinating like, Hey, everybody come up. And like all the people that are local, you know, the, the last one I did in August, there was like 20 people that were there and they all had all become super close friends. And it was all because of Twitch. And I'm sitting there playing my game, wow. looking, looking at this table of people, like all, interacting we all just came together because i was streaming and i'm like man this is it like i don't know i got a really emotional about it because i thought i'm like man these people would have never met each other and and now they're sitting there drinking and 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 eating and just you know they're they're having conversations and getting together even when i'm not even streaming they just become friends i'm like man this what a positive thing this is you know, that's one of the things that I love, I think, most about just having that kind of a platform is like, I like that I am the facilitator of like people like meeting each other and hanging out like like minded people, you know, like that's something similar happened to me. I went out to Ohio last year for um, a race and I, I got this gig at this brewery out there and like there was like five people that showed up just from Twitch or whatever. Um because I told everybody about it, and there was just there's a bunch of like local people to Ohio, so 
it was like really cool. We all like did, I do this like, you know, cheers every morning. I like thank the camera, but we actually got to like cheers in real life. It was really fun. That, yeah, that's such a cool part of that. All right. Well, that's kind of a good segue to like, I mean, there's the whole side of you. Like I said, there's the music side and then the fitness side. And we might come back to the music, but like, I mean, you're big into Spartan races. That's your, that's your jam, right? Is it Spartan? Is it the Spartan races? Yes. Or are they called something? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Spartan is like the biggest brand of obstacle course racing. But yeah, like overarching, I would call it obstacle course racing. So, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of friends that originally started like doing tough mutters and then mm-hmm. they've, then they all kind of started morphing towards the Spartan races. And I have a few friends, I have one friend, he's doing like 22 races this, this year. He went to Dubai this past a couple months ago. He went <gasps> really? To, yeah, he did, oh my God. He went to Abu Dhabi? That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. He went there. Yeah. That's right. He, he went there. He did, he did Hawaii. Like this is all he does, you know, like that's where his, his, his extra money is spent. So he's like, he's dove in. So like what got you to there? I mean, were you always fit? Were you, were you an athlete as a kid? And you know, it just kind of, that's cause that's what happened to me. I was an athlete as a kid and that's how I ended up eventually falling into CrossFit. But how did you get to the point where you just wanted to start doing Spartan races? I know this I could be a long athletic. story. Yeah. Uh, let me go, let me go way back. So yeah. <laughs> when I was two, <laughs> right. my, my mom, I, so I was, singing row 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 your boat but I was also climbing all the countertops and my mom put me in gymnastics and I got to a pretty high level in gymnastics um as a as a kid but it just ended up like I don't have one of those personalities where I can uh handle like all the pressure and crazy time demands and um so I ended up dropping out of gymnastics at like 10 before I got to the elite level which was what it was but ended up playing soccer and just doing sort of a various mortgage uh, board of sports um, in high school. I got really into soccer in high school. Um, so that was kind of my main thing. But I also played lacrosse and uh, snowboarded and kind of ran the gamut of some different sports. But um, I had like, as often uh, teenagers do, um, I had a bit of like a a mental struggle, like sort of a breakdown in high school. And um, it like kind of related to some anxiety and some other health issues. Uh, I was diagnosed with IBS and all that stuff. So it made my life just really like hard. And I ended up just dropping sports altogether. Um, I couldn't really handle the pressure of it and the traveling of it and sort of all the expectations. So I, um, when I went off to school, I ended up going to city college and I didn't do sports at all. Like I, I moved to the city and I just completely got out of sports and exercising and stuff like that. Um, but I did end up getting back into running a little bit. And then in my mid twenties, I, um, I found this boot camp that was very CrossFit esque and I loved it. And one of the things I love about CrossFit is like that people like kind of like are always cheering for each other. Yeah. Absolutely. And like always encouraging. Like it's like sort of a big, pillar of that style of workout and um the boot camp thing was really similar it was run by this ex-marine and it was just like the ass kicking of a lifetime um for someone who was just getting back into shape and we used to do these um these workouts uh over at the beach 
So they were Saturday and Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Um, and I just became like friends with everyone. And the beach workout was like insane. It was beautiful. It was sort of like my, my kind of church, you know? And, um, then we all decided to sign up for a Spartan race, like with a group on <laughs> as a group. So we wanted to run it. And they're very, you know, races are like very big into like, um, they're very, like, proponents of the military, and they have a lot of military influence in the races. And so we were like, oh, okay, we're going to do, you know, we're going to, his, um, this particular person who ran the boot camp was an ex-Marine, and he was a very big proponent of making sure that people knew that 22 um, veterans a day um, commit suicide. And so, like, just raising awareness about that. So we went to this race, and we did, um, you know, our 22 touch-ups for the 22 men and women who have taken our lives after coming back from war and um that was just like something like that just like stays with you you know like it was just so powerful we're all in the mud we're disgusting and we're like doing all the stuff that we never thought we'd do and carrying these sandbags up the hill and helping each other through obstacles and and then you know we get to this sort of culminating point where we're doing these push-ups in the mud and it was just a very like emotional like experience that just stuck with me yeah, like and, 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 yeah. And, and that was like you that was the moment like you got bit by the bug you're like man this is this is my kind of high this is i love this you know exactly I, I hadn't like really hadn't felt anything like that and so you know that group of people i loved and so we signed up for more sport races and then like eventually i um kind of left that boot camp you know as you do sometimes you outgrow things sometimes yeah. there's a little too much drama in certain places and <laughs> so um but i just i loved spartan and i loved just like i had met other people through spartan and so it almost becomes i i try to explain to it like my my you know my dad or you know people who are asking me about it who might not like really get it i'm like well it's kind of like you're just like following like the athletic grateful dead around the country like and yeah. it's an excuse to like travel and see your friends and like be part of this like experience you know yeah and i mean it's 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 things like that you can compete in or running races that's that's one thing i've learned about running it's like there's other sports that you do and like you really got to be a competitive thing but like Things like that, like you really, unless you really are trying to like win races, most people are there just because they want to be a part of it. And like, they don't have to compete against anybody except except themselves, you know, and your time is your time. And, and you, you just, you just have fun. You just lose yourself for a little while, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so like coming back to the whole gymnastics thing, I, I don't know, someone like encouraged me to sign up as an age group racer which is kind of like the the minor leagues i guess of ocr but it is open like you don't have to qualify and so i ran it once i ran my first race um and i just in age group and i had gotten my like a little bit better grip strength that year so i was able to like do the monkey bars and i just realized like how much fun i had on the rings and monkey bars like i did when i was a kid I'm like, this is awesome. Like, oh my God, I'm like rediscovering my like gymnastic fighting senses of yore. Um, and I ended up winning like my age group for that race. And I was like, oh crap. Like, and that was really the turning point of like wanting to pursue this type of fitness a little bit more competitively, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of good at something. And then you're like, I want to be better at it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like th- that so, was like, okay, I wasn't even trying and I kind of 
did well. I'm like, what if I like, you know, tuned into this a little bit more? Where where can this take me? The Just Joe Podcast is brought to you by EJA Services, a moving company located out of the Utica, Rome area, but servicing all of Central New York and beyond. Let's face it, moving can be stressful. Relax and let the reliable movers take care of tasks for you. From antiques to electronics to home decor items, they have the experience and the equipment to ensure your items will arrive at their destination unblemished and on time. They can move everything from your apartment, condominium, townhouse, single-family home, or office with ease. Competitively priced movers in Utica, New York. Again, they service all of something New York beyond. Moving help, relocation services, office moves, complete packaging services, unpacking, loading services. You know what? Maybe you bought some new items for your office or your home. Shouldn't have to stress about that because they can deliver those things too. Contact their moving and delivery specialist to help you have the new furniture, art, piano, items delivered. Visit their office at 9772 River Road in Marcy, New York, or call them at 315-335-0516. That's 315-335-0516. Or go to their website, ejamoving.com, and tell them that Just Joe sent you. Me just jumping in here just to remind you, just to remind you that the Royal Auto Group and Jason Allen are a sponsor of this amazing podcast Thank you, Jason. RoyalAutoGroup.com. That is RoyalAutoGroup.com. The Just Show podcast is brought to you by Advantage Hardwood Floors. And my good friend, Charlie, when it comes to hardwood floors, nobody better in the central New York area than him. He's been doing it his entire life. I mean, entire life. You've walked on floors that he's probably done. You've seen floors. You've seen basketball probably played on those floors. You just ripped up some carpet in your house, realized you got these beautiful hardwood floors underneath it. You want to make them look good? Call Charlie. Call Charlie at 315-463-0674 or at advantagehardwoodfloors at gmail.com. And that's, and, and I've, I mean, I've watched you over the past, you know, whatever, year and a half, almost two years now, and just watched you just constantly taking things up a notch and up a notch and up a notch. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's inspiring, you know, to, to see that because, it's exciting, you know, and some people ask me, they're like, well, why, why do you do this? I'm like, because this is, this is what levels me the fuck out. You know, like you might mm-hmm. go to, you might, like, you might go to the bar and, and have a couple beers every night, or you go play cards with your friends on Friday night. And that might be your thing. And I go, this is just, this is my thing. And this is what literally is the best and the healthiest thing. Not just because it's a healthy thing to do because it's athletic, um, but it's literally the healthiest thing that I do because it keeps me out of my shit because the other things that I've done in my life would take me down some pretty dark roads or get me in trouble, you know? <laughs> so like 100%. this, this kind of keeps me out of trouble and, and it really just helps with my anxiety more than anything. I'm like, I, if, if I get fit during this, it's great. But if I can keep my brain in intact for the most part, then that's a win for me. Absolutely. And one of the things that really drew me originally to that, um, that group class at boot camp was like the fact that it was Saturdays and Sundays at 7am meant like, if I really wanted to go there and like show up and do well. Like I didn't go out and, yeah. or I went out and I just said goodbye and came home early and drank some water. And, you know, so like that was really the thing that, that, um, just introduced me to a new way to blow off steam that um, felt like 
my ears better. Yeah. It just, yeah, i I feel better about it. I mean, I don't, whatever anyone wants to do to blow off their steam, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll support you, whatever makes you happy, but this is what makes me happy, you know? And you said it earlier, like Jim, yeah, exactly. Jim is church, man. That's my church, you know, that's, yeah, for sure. that's my church, you know? And I love, I love my community. I mean, I've gained the people that I've gotten real close with over the past four or five years and my inner circle. I mean, I have some people that were there always, they've been there for years and years and decades. Um, but a lot of my close friends have all come because of the community that exists inside of CrossFit and the running and just the fitness community I've gotten into. Um, and it's really, you're inspiring each other and you're always encouraging each other. And you sometimes don't even have to say it. It just kind of happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 100%. I can't imagine now I can't imagine my life without it, you know, but I'm always worried. I'm like, Oh crap. What if, what if I get hurt? <laughs> you know, like, you know, every once in a while you get an injury, you're like, Oh no. Oh no. This could, what if this went the other way? You know, that's my only concern. So I try to also make sure that I don't pull too hard because the athletic person and the competitive person, me sometimes might take it a little too far. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> I definitely understand that. I've I've learned quite a bit this year as I've like pursued um, athletics in the, like a higher capacity, and and I think the biggest thing I've learned this year, which I don't know why it didn't occur to me, but you know, it doesn't. No one really talks about it up front or initially. I guess is that like recovery, like is the reason that you make like that your body makes adaptations and changes like it's not the actual breaking down like working out doesn't actually make you better it's like your recovery piece after and so that's what I've been sort of trying to um understand a little bit more and implement but yeah there's a whole there's a whole really like world of knowledge out there that's just so fascinating and cool I mean, I'm, I'm still learning that too, because I realized that there's some days like, I mean, I just don't feel all that great, but I would go and work out because I'm like, well, I'm going to go work out because that's what I do. I got to go work out. I got to get a, I got to get a sweat in. And I'm realizing like, dude, today's the day your body's probably like, yo, I don't want to do anything. We got to fix, we got to fix all this crap that's going on inside of you. (laughs) If you're going to go do this, like we can't guarantee that you're, something's not going to fall apart on you. So either you can go do that. Or you can sit here and let us just repair, give us some food, you know, eat extra food on those days. Like some people like, well, I don't, I eat less on the days I don't train. I'm like, actually it should probably be the other way around. You're probably supposed to be eating more mm-hmm. uh, as I've learned from my nutritionist. I mean, you met at, yeah. at, 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 Earth, at the Earth Day run, <clears throat> you know, one thing he's told me is that, yeah, if you're going to, you're going to eat more, it should be on your recovery days because that's when your body really needs more fuel than on the days that you actually are thinking that you need the fuel, it's actually the other way around. So it's, yeah, yeah. So you need like tools and building blocks to like actually recover. Yeah. But don't you notice those days after you're like, after a Spartan race or like some couple of hard days of training that, that you have a day you're like, I, you cannot give me enough food. I cannot stop eating. I want to eat yeah, everything. Mine is always like about 48 hours after and i feel like i got hit by a truck and i need to eat everything <laughs> like, and that's when i know okay like i'm 15 and, <laughs> <laughs> and i try like i'm i am um 
kind of changed the way that I ate a number of years ago that really helped me with like with my stomach issues. Um, so I tend to, I tend towards mostly, I can say all because I do drink some beer and, you know, eat, eat some homemade bread uh, every now and again. But for the most part, my eating, uh, revolves around a lot of, um, a lot of meat and a lot of like, like we were talking about like earlier, like avocados and good fats and like proteins and yeah, I mean, um, you, you like mentioned a lot of root vegetables and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you mentioned that, like you know, that you end up having IBS at a young age, and and that's not something like like that. You're kind of that's with you for the, the rest of your life. That's not something that's going to disappear. You know that type yeah, of, that exactly. type of type of disorder um, is going to be with you, and the best way you got have to learn is to manage that. And stress will cause flare ups and eating wrong foods will cause flare-ups. So you really have to be more in tune with your body because if not, it, it, it could be, you know, you could be miserable. I could imagine, you know, my dad had Crohn's disease. So, you know, it's kind of in the same world. And man, I used to watch him when he wanted to just do his thing. And then a couple of days later, he said, man, I wish I didn't do that. Like he had to really listen, right. to, listen to a lot, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that's that's changed it so i mean well let's talk about your food like you said more of a paleo style of of eating yeah right yep which um i i tended to find that um like most like proteins are like i mean most like i guess like animal meat as it were is like good for me um and then, like, root vegetables, like, I don't shy away from carbs. And especially when I have, like, a hard workout, I'm, like, extra potatoes, yeah. extra yams and sweet potatoes and, like, yeah, but all th- that. Those, but that's, I, that's good carbs. It's when you're loading yourself with the pasta and the and and a lot of breads and stuff like that. So I tell people, I'm, like, I eat a ton of potatoes. I eat a lot of potatoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and pasta and more, like, um pasta and things that actually contain gluten, I find they give me heartburn and then I, I end up with like a headache. Yeah. So, um, because I don't eat those foods all the time. So like, I'm like, extra sensitive. Um, so let's, let's now backtrack as you had a day job for a long time. And you said for 10 plus years at one place, right? Correct. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you and I had the conversation when we ran that race last April that you're like, I'm think I'm going to, you know, pull trigger and go full time with my music um, and make that change. Did you, did you do that? I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you did. I don't think we've had the conversation since, but did you leave that job and now you're, now you're free? Is that what it is or what, what happened? You know? Yes, I, I did leave. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I feel like we've been meaning to catch up and then just, you know, like it's crazy. Right. So, yeah. So I, you and I did that race in April, which was so much fun. I mean, I definitely have to recap that. I feel like, cause that was an epic day for both of us. It was. But, um, I left my job that I was at for, hmm, God, nine years. It was, um, I joined this company called the digital arts experience. Um, which was a startup when I joined them. So um, I joined them originally as an audio engineering instructor. Uh, That was my background. That's what I went to college for. And 
um, and it began as a, a digital arts program in mostly like media arts, audio production, video production, some like, you know, like Facebook and social media classes, possibly for adults. The guy that started it, um, who's now a really great friend of mine, he used to work at Apple and he kind of saw this need for um, instruction in the digital arts um, in a bigger capacity than maybe Apple could offer. So um, that was kind of where the original product came from. And then it kind of developed um, and I was part of developing it, which was amazing, into more of like a coding for kids, 3D printing, um, graph design, web design, all that sort of like branching out into the kind of new age computery world that our kids live in. And so, um, yeah, I was with them and just went through all sorts of different roles with them because I was one of like a core group of like four people, four or five people that were running the place. Um, so I was like the events coordinator at one time. I taught craft for seven years. I developed a bunch of curriculum for audio production and songwriting and um, and the kids, the coding platform scratch. And so I wore like, so many hats and then, and I ended up being like the marketing director for the last few years because I had started taking my music a little bit more seriously. Um, you know, a few years into that job and I, I sort of developed some, marketing techniques that had worked for myself some social media stuff um some mailing lists that you know you know you listen to like the DIY musician podcast for like CD baby and you read all the blogs and you kind of just teach yourself things and I ended up doing a lot of that stuff for myself so I was transitioning we just we needed someone um who was going to take the helm of of really trying to market us in a new way and and keep it relevant and so that was my role there but a couple of years ago I you know I had I've developed my side hustle of gigging and I recorded two albums um and released them and I was recording some singles and had a YouTube channel and all this stuff and so I've been working as a musician for like the last eight years but not full time and then really it was it was before the pandemic but it wasn't serious until the pandemic um because it just didn't I don't know it always it always kind of seems like a like a pipe dream yeah it's it's not I've had people say to me like well well, what did you do when did when did you know how to pull a trigger I'm like I well I didn't I just did because if you sit there and kind of wait for that magic moment or you're like it it may never happen <laughs> so you know i don't exactly. that's really the best advice i give you and everyone's like well i don't i'm like i don't i don't i don't know what to tell you i mean i just one day decided to i was walking away from it all and i was going to jump in and I, I had no idea what was going to happen you know i figured well i could always go back to doing what i did before or i'll find something else to do i'm you know i'm a smart guy i can i can figure this out but yeah, you just gotta kind of take that, you know, without sound cliche, but you had to take that, you have to take that leap of faith and just see what happens, you know? Um, but with you, it's like you already had this, you were already gearing towards that, whereas someone else is like, yeah, I just wanna be a musician. I'm like, well, what have you been doing for the past 10 years? So like, I just playing in my house and 
I think I'm going to jump in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That I would advise you against, you know, that, that that's probably not going to end. <laughs> that's probably not going to end well. You should probably have some kind of like experience already there. And then it's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to go this, I'm going to go down this road now instead of that one. You know, that it should be very serious, yeah. you know, and that's what, it, that's what it really was, was sounds like what you were doing, you know? Exactly. I think my, my main thing was I was building a foundation, but I always, I, I, I spent a long time not thinking I like was good, like good enough or like not even good enough, but like worthy enough, if that makes sense. Imposter and syndrome. I just, so much imposter syndrome. And I just, I, I said to myself like, no, if, if anyone could do it, it's you. So it might as well be you. It's like, get after it. Like, this is your dream. Yeah. Stop, like, fucking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because my friend. you're, you're going to all, uh, being artists and creatives like we are, we, we, uh, we, uh, everyone suffers from self-doubt and, and, and ego issues and everything else. We just suffer from it a little bit more because of what we do. And, um, but then, I mean, I remember the moment that I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was looking around and I'm like, man, I'm seeing all these people that I know that are doing it and I know that I'm better than them. I'm not saying that I'm better than like, I'm better than them, but like, I'm, I know it, I can do that. I know I can do that. And these dudes are playing two, 300 gigs a year, you know, 200 gigs a year. They're definitely making a good living. I could, I can do this, you know? And then you Mm -hmm. listen to the radio or you look at other places and you're like, Oh my God, if this guy could, if this guy could make it, this person could make a living at it. I know I can, you know? So like, that's what, then you just got to have the faith to be able to like, ah, fuck it. I'm going for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a little bit of faith, um, a little bit of experience, a lot of work ethic, and and we'll see uh, see how it goes. So what's it been like since you've made? I mean, has there been like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that moment, or like, have you not looked back and been like, dude, this is the best decision I've ever made? It is one hundred percent the best decision I've ever made. Um, My caveat to saying that. Um, if that's the right choice of words is I I I kind of jumped in head first which I, I was like ready to go um, but I didn't think about the um, like the health piece of it because yeah. I've always just been the kind of person that can just push 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 you know um, and I didn't I should have thought about it like I would think about training now but I didn't and I ended up and I'm still recovering from like a vocal overuse injury. Um, so like in July, um, right when we came out of, when we sort of came out of quarantine, so yeah. to speak, right? When like in June, July, like all the gigs came roaring back. I was getting phone calls left and right and text messages. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and I ended up playing like four or five gigs a week for like a few weeks. And like not doing any sort of like the warm ups or thing I do now. And I, I got sick a couple of times as well, just like with a cold, you know, out in public all of a sudden. And yeah. After 15 months not being in public and your immune system's like, well, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, so and, I, that, that so and the way, that, the, yeah, the way you sing live, like if you're at, and like the way I sing in, at, in Twitch and what you do live is you're singing the same, but there's, there's, very stark differences in how your body is reacting. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I can belt my face off here in Twitch, but belting in real life at a real life gig is, is different. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, it, it was one of those pieces that did not occur to me. And I'm honestly kind of glad that it happens like right at the beginning instead of a little bit into a tour, <laughs> you know, because I ended up having to like take a couple weeks off of singing or talking. Oh, and it's the worst. Um, and relearning like a lot of things like how to, you know, I warm up with my steamer and my straw phonations every morning before I go live, which is something I just never did or had to think about before. But um, so just going back to the original, I guess, thing that we were talking about is like, yes, it was the best decision. No, it hasn't been totally smooth sailing. Um, but I'm really like hopeful and really excited about um, the future of it as well. But I'll tell you this, coming from someone who went through a very similar thing, because I played maybe a couple gigs a year and then all of a sudden I joined a band and then I was singing five, six nights a week in the studio and also at rehearsal. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, cool. You guys are going to go on the road for six months. See ya. With no, like no understanding of like what was going to happen singing night after night, night after night, you know, drinking, not sleeping correctly, living in a van, you know, all those things. And it backfired on me real, real quick. And I started struggling to the point where I developed, um, uh, what's the lesser of the two nodes are the worst, right? And polyps are the, yeah, I started getting some, cause I was in Chicago for a one-off. We had been flown out to play a show in Chicago. And I remember I didn't feel a hundred percent, but I could always muscle through something and the second song, I went for a note and nothing came out. And I'm like, okay. And then I went for it again and nothing came out. And I'm like, oh, oh fuck. And I finished the, I finished the set. And I remember sitting in the dressing room and I just drank my face off because I was like, oh, I, I was really scared. And I wouldn't tell anybody. I was like, I just had a bad night. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You know, just kind of apologizing. And they're like, oh, it's okay. You know, whatever. No one noticed. And, um, and that's when I had to start taking things seriously. And that's when I went to a vocal coach finally, you know, and I went and, it, and that injury took me. It, I I feel that it took a good 12 to 18 months before I felt that I was back to a hundred percent. You know, it took, it took a long time and I learned so much from that experience. And that's the one thing that, you know, I can tell you is like you go through that and, and yours sounded pretty minimal, you know, it sounds it sounds bad, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it could have been way worse, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's like it's like anything else. Like you wouldn't just wake up tomorrow and you're like, yeah, I kind of work out, but I'm going to go do a Spartan race, you know, and you know that's going to end badly. And it's kind of the same thing with singing. Everyone's like, how do you sing for three four hours? How do you do three gigs in a weekend? How do you do four gigs in two days? How do you do that? I'm like. It took years. It takes years to be like able to training, build. Yeah. yeah, it's training like anything else that you do. It just it's muscle memory and and then your muscles build up and then you learn how to breathe. You learn all these tricks and I go, that's how you do it. You can't just come out of the gate doing it. And if you do, you're gonna end up. You, your story is so it, it happens to all of us, you know. So, but yeah, it had to have been kind of scary for a minute though. You're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the way that I kind of tried to 
some, like, even explain it to myself or, like, people that were, you know, cared about me interacting. I was, I was like, I think I just tried to run a marathon on, like, 5K training. Yep, that's exactly. Thank you. That's you exactly know? what I tell people. I'm like, man, you you just don't start running marathons. That takes time. And then to start running multiple marathons, that takes even more time. So it's just a matter. You're going to have these, like, pushes and pulls, but eventually get to a point where, you know, you're able to pull that trigger anytime you want. And, you know, but thank God that that went smoothly because I've, I've had other yeah, people. And that I, was, didn't. I, I feel very lucky to have like avoided of like, really it was like a strain there. They, the doctor like didn't find any, like, you know, tears or blood vessels broken uh, or anything like that. Well, I, I mean, know, wouldn't so, have like, been the, I was like, thank God. Wouldn't have been the fucked up thing. You're like, all right, cool. I just walked away from a career and now I'm doing this and like two months into it, like now I'm done. I'm like, shit, well, that was a bad idea. You know, it's, it's scary, especially, I mean, um, you know, guitar players, yeah, they got to warm up and stuff like that, but they could be sick and, you know, anybody could be like their body can be sick or their voice can be blown out, but they can still perform their instrument, you know, but like us, like if we can't talk, like we're we're done like the show's not going to happen i'm sorry you know <laughs> you know but you know you, you you weathered through it and you did the smart thing and the best thing is is that you're in good shape and you take good care of yourself that's the thing you start getting out you're talking more to people because you're done with the gig and then you're hanging out you might have a couple extra beers you get dehydrated i mean dehydration mm-hmm. dehydration as a singer is our is our one biggest it's that's our biggest enemy you get dehydrated, you're screwed. Dehydration and, sl- and sleep. And sleep. Because mm-hmm. you know damn well if you only get three hours of sleep for a couple nights in a row and then you're trying to sing, it, it, you're, you're tired. It gets tired. You can't muscle yep. through that, you know. So so what's what's on the horizon? Now that 2022 is here, what is what I mean, you got some goals. Let's let's talk music goals and then and then your fitness goals. That's what what do you got? What what do you want to see 2022 become for Emily music wise? Um, twofold on my end in terms of music. I am working on an album and Yay. I'm going to release a couple of singles and a new EP um, this spring. And I am also setting up um, some tours both for the spring and I believe the fall that all that stuff is still in the works with you know COVID being what it is but I'm pretty confident that, that things will go on in the spring and me too um, so it's kind of full speed ahead um, gonna get out to California gonna do the Midwest and actually just returning to our conversation about Twitch um, I've been talking for a long time about like setting up a tour around you know where different people in our community live and so like that's going to be a big thing as well so getting out to see everyone and that's the beauty of twitch like before you would have to go and play market you would literally have to go and play markets over and over and over again play to nobody next time you get five people next time you get 10 people you had to play that thing whereas with twitch you guys have already got a core amount of people and those people, especially the people that are fans of yours in Twitch, they're going to shout that to everybody. Be like, dude, we're going to go see Emily. We're going to go see Joe. We're going to go see, you know, whoever's coming to town. So you have these like, you know, you got these people that are already out there banging the streets for you. So you can go to these markets and not be completely terrified that it's going to suck. You know, it's like, oh, I hope somebody knows me in Topeka, Kansas, you know. Exactly. I love the, it, it comforts me to have the idea of like at the end of the day, I, it, it's at the very, very least, I'm like going to visit a friend. 
And like at the very, very most, we get a bunch of people out and have a great show. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's somebody, that's, that's a solid plan. That's a great plan. And that's, that's the, again, you, you, before you made this jump into the world of being like, Hey, I'm a full-time musician or I'm full, full-time, you know, music, music production, whatever you want to do. Like you're, you're, you're on your own. You really laid the groundwork for a lot of years in, and this goes way back to you being a kid, but really for like 10 years, a good decade, you spent like setting yourself up for this. And that's, you know, you're going to, you got way better chance for success than other people are like, Hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Plus you're a little bit older. You can't afford to like, <laughs> you know, just like fuck up and then be like, Oh, well, I'll just start over. Cause I'm 22 years old or 23 years old. You don't have that luxury anymore. You know? Yeah. And I, I feel like there's definitely like, I just have gotten a little bit wiser <laughs> yeah. over the years as well. So it's the experience combined with like the work that I've already put in. And, but yeah, you, you make a good point. It's, it's nice to already have the the foundation laid. Yeah. So, and now fitness, like Spartan race and fitness, what are you, what are your goals for 2022? Well, so, um, part of my love of being self-employed now is that I get to go, go do racing. Um, and part, part of the thing that makes it so awesome is like I can set up tours that coincide with my races. Yeah. You were doing so, that last year, um, which is like, that's <laughs> fucking brilliant. It's like, man, I can work and play, you know? Yeah, and it's it's a good thing. Like the races are usually in the morning, and the gigs are typically at night, so it kind of works out. Um, although I make up for lack of sleep during the week, but <laughs> right. um, but yeah. So my my fitness goals this year, I um I spent the last couple of years racing in um the age group um bracket, and I am making the jump up this year to race as an elite athlete I um, was able to qualify so um, the thing about that is like I was kind of you know it's like the top and making like eight podiums and getting you know some sort of recognition every time I race or most of the time that I race and now it's kind of I'm jumping into like you know the, the big pond and I'm the little fish and but I mean for me, a little bit, that's the allure because, like, my actual goal is to get better and um, just see how far I can actually take this. Um, so that's really, really my biggest goal is um, to show up and just do the best that I can at those races. And um, um just a little asterisk next to that is that like, I'm not, I love obstacle course racing. Um, and part of it is because I am not the fastest runner. I'm built like, a, like the juggernaut. You, you're, you're still fat. <laughs> you're faster than me. So like that's, I consider I'm, you fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm fast. I've always been a really muscular person and I love the aspect of incorporating obstacles and like hanging and upper body strength and all that stuff. So I, I'm excited because I've gotten really like proficient at obstacles this year and my running has improved. And so just kind of seeing where those two things will take me on the court is, is what keeps me coming back. And so, yeah, just excited to step up the game and to see how things shake out. That's a solid. I mean, here's the thing about like Spartan racing and that type of thing. I mean, you can do this 
for the rest of your life, you know, as long as you're staying healthy. I mean, you just switch to a different age group, you know, that's all that happens. You're like, all right, cool. Now I'm in the, like in CrossFit, like I got a couple more years and then I'll compete in the masters. Like if I would decide to do anything or compete in the CrossFit open or something like that, I just Mm -hmm. go into a different age group and the weights get a little bit easier. (laughs) You know, the expectations are a little bit lower. So, um, but it's like, there's never an end. You just go into a different age group or you do a different, you know, phase of it. It's, it's really exciting. So it's like, you don't ever have to hang up your shoes or your sneakers or whatever, you know, your, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to hang it up. You can keep going. Amen. Amen. And that one of the things that I love about, about Spartan, I always say till the end of the ACEs podium, because there's women and men in their sixties. I've seen men in their seventies and, and one guy who had just turned 80, um, competing and they, they, stood up there they like did all of their burpees if they fell off and up like there there's some like real there's some like you know people who are lasting a very long time and just really passionate and i i kind of hope that like i am those people eventually i i have a feeling you are but i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for you this year i mean it just sounds like like this is going to be a really exciting year for you on a lot of levels like this is here it is like last year was you know you, you're testing the waters, but this year's like you got a full twelve months to like really take that to the next level. So it's going to be fun to watch, and we definitely got we got to do another we got to do another race, even even if it's not that one. We definitely got to do another race. So we definitely do. Oh, by the way, I feel like we have to recap that one. We when did. when was that? That was, was in um. It was the April? Earth. Yeah, it was the Earth Day five k. So was that actually on the actual Earth Day? I can go look at my calendar. I got my calendar right here. Scroll back. Let's go to April twenty one. That was um April eighteenth. Yes. April eighteenth. Yeah. So. I don't even know. I was looking for races and I was because a bunch of crap was canceled, of course. And I was like, Ooh, this, there's this half marathon 5k race. Oh, and I put in Syracuse. So like I could see with my family and Oh wait, doesn't Joe live in Syracuse? Let me hit him up. I know he is like, because you had been posting your 5k a day, yeah. um, which I loved, which is like, I started following your Instagram and I was like, like, that's so awesome. And, um, and I was like, hey, you want to like sign up to five k with me? She's like, yeah, yeah. And we both um, PR'd our five k time. That was pretty sweet. I don't think I've well, I haven't ran a competitive five k since I've only ran one other competitive race, and that was like we have a the biggest race in Syracuse is this thing, and the, and the oldest race is the one called the Mountain Goat, and um. It's a really, it usually happens in May, but because of the pandemic last year, they pushed it to October. So this was the first year I ever ran that. It's a 10 miler, but you can do a relay. So the one coach, one of my coaches from the gym, um, just had a baby during the pandemic and she was just like, okay, I want to get back. I want to get in the running. I want to you know, just get out. Let's do, be buddy runs, you know, like a, a run ship, we call it. And then we're like, mm-hmm. well, let's do this race. So we did a relay and that was that was, I don't know. It was so cool. We're doing the one in May. It's so fun. It's so much fun. But like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to like pour on another 5K and see what we can pull the trigger. Because now I just kind of run. I don't take the time. I just try to stay. And I, I don't know if this is going to bore anybody, but I try to stay within a zone two for my heart rate, you know, which I can kind of feel. I like I was, it. Yeah. You stay in that zone two. 
that you're getting better training than trying to just always pull the trigger. But when you have time to pull the trigger, then you're ready, you know? When so. you pull the trigger, like you swing the hammer hard, as yeah. they say in one of my favorite running podcasts. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you do it. And then, but, but also when you're around a bunch of people that are all running and pushing themselves, like you can't help but like, even if you're not trying to pace with anybody, you find your, you, you'll automatically start pacing or, someone's pacing you and you start feeling that and you feel this push pull through a race. I'm sure it's the same way inside of a Spartan race, you know, you got yeah. kind of people you're like, Hey, it's you again. You're still here with me or I'm, Oh fuck. They just got ahead of me. I got to kind of, yeah. like, you, know, you do that. And next thing you know, like, Oh my God, that was the person or a couple of people. Those are the people that got you through and enabled you to like get to the podium or, you know, PR a time or get through the roughest part of the race, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but no, I'm, I'm excited for you. Uh, your website is emilyangel.com. Is that what it is? It's emilyangelmusic.com. And my last name has two L's. Two L's. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put that. Everyone always mispronounces it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm going to. Well, yeah. Well, that's when they're like, well, you you never know nowadays, you know, like, but I I will put that in the socials and stuff like that. It's usually the, the, the quickest way to find it. Cause I got listeners from all over. So they might be like, well, you know, Hey, you know, she's coming to my town this this year. It's, hey, there's a Spartan race. I'm going to go watch her race and then watch her sing after she can't even barely stand because she's got like deer legs, like baby deer legs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, that's when I just, you know, sit. Yeah, and that's when like, hey, it's coffee house um, today, coffee house. So, but um, th- it was great to catch up for one. And it was great to have you chat on here because everybody's uh, experience on Twitch is so interesting to me. And that's why I'm starting to interview more Twitch streamers, regardless of what they do, because it's just like, how did you get here? And this is, and look what it did. It, it spurned all this stuff to the point where that little thing going over and being on your friend's gaming stream is a huge part of why you've been able to make that jump into being a full-time musician, you know? Yeah. 100%. You never, uh, you never know. It's been really cool. All right. Well, I will see you on the flip side and we'll be in touch for sure because we can catch up off of this too as well. So Sounds great. Thanks right. for having me. Of course. Take care, Em. You right. too. All right. Bye. It's so fun to talk to like-minded people like that. Um, her and I have very similar stories in a lot of regards. And, and not all musicians have that passion or at least ones that I'm close with not have the same passions outside of music, you know, because here's the hardest part. And I'll, I'll make this point. Um, it's really weird when something that was a side thing for you, whether it's a side thing or a hobby was your hobby for so many years, that was your escape from your job or school or, or something else that you were using. I was using music as like, that was my side thing. Or more or less of an escape. I wasn't even for a long time. I wasn't even looking at it to be um, my best way to put it. It wasn't, I wasn't looking for it to be a source of income, but then it started becoming a source of income, but it was more or less just an escape. But then all of a sudden it became my career. Um, So what happens when your hobby or your escape becomes your career? Like, okay, now what do you do to escape? Because I don't care what anybody says is a full-time musician. You're doing something you absolutely love, whatever you're doing. All of a sudden you're doing like, oh my God, if I could just do this and walk away from my job, I could be oh so happy. But 
at the end of the day, you get over that other side and you also realize, oh my God, this is a job, but what do I use for an escape now? <laughs> because music was my escape and my, and my thing is like music was my escape. And now how can music be my escape? Because the last thing I want to do after playing, you know, three or four gigs in a row is like come home and, and play music. I'm burnt the fuck out. So it's like, where do we find this outlet? And that was for, for many years that was like, okay, well I'm done with my gig. I'm going to eat and, and drink. And that was my thing. And my outlet was, you know, it was fun, but it was very detrimental to my health and my, in my overall um, mental well being as well. Um, so I'm like, man, where is my, where is my outlet away from my job? Um, and Emily has really balanced those two things. And now she has this way of having this really nice balance between loving what she does with her music and having this fitness outlet. So you have this like release over there that can be just as intense as being on stage. Like when I'm in the middle of a workout, I get done with my workout and I feel like I just got off stage sometimes. So it's just, it's just a tremendous amount of release out of my body tension. Everything else is like all of a sudden gone. And that is where I needed the release because once the music became, I could, I could work 24 seven. There's always something within my business, within my music that I could be working on, but I can't do that because you just, you just can't, you have to step away from it. And fitness was my way, CrossFit, running, any of that stuff that lives in that world, my nutrition, my getting to know more about nutrition that excites me. And that's my outlet away from my job. So that's become, now that's become my hobby. Whereas it, it's a really weird thing. And, and to see Emily battling with those same things and then using those things to not only keep herself well because of, 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 of condition that she had since she was younger with IBS and finding that balance and finding true happiness. I want that for all of you out there. You know, I'm very blessed. I have to remind myself every day how blessed I am to be able to do what I do because not many people just get to do what they absolutely love and make a living at it and pay their bills with it. I know how lucky I am. I know that. And I wish that for everybody or at least some, everyone to have like a balance to something that like, okay, I really like making, I like my job, but I don't love my job, but I have this that balances out so that when I do go to my job, I got that to look forward to, or I, 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 you know, that's the balance that we all want. So kudos to Emily. I love her to death. She's become a, a dear friend and you can, she's just a lot of fun. So please go check her out on Twitch. Uh, the links and all this will be in the socials. And when I post this, go check her out, follow her on Instagram, follow her journey. She's a lot of fun. There's, there's a reason why I call she's called Emily is fun. She's fucking hilarious. Like when we ran our race together, we got done, we went and ate breakfast and she's like, well, let's, is there, she tried to order a beer right at breakfast and like, they don't serve beer at the diners here up here and she's like oh you can't get a beer i'm like damn it's 10 in the morning <laughs> on a sunday you know so then we went back to the race and they were serving beers there and it was just like man i had a blast with her for the few hours that we get to hang out that day so uh kudos to you um best of luck this year to you um i got a list of people that i got coming up on this and also in the next couple of weeks i'm starting to finally record episodes of the rocking podcast i will give you more information as that comes along so everybody thank you for fucking tuning in listen to me babble and i will see you on the flip side everybody have a great day be safe peace yeah! Yeah!